Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Even when I do the intro, it messes up and doesn't work. (laughs) So listen, we're going to do this again. Kate, Kate and her setup here are anti intro. So let's, let's just go with this. That's great. And then we should live from the Fightful Studios. It is your Friday night SmackDown post show. One of these days we'll we'll get it working. Uh, Kate, you want to welcome the people to this show that you host? <laughs> oh, you're muted, Kate. You're muted. <laughs> welcome to the post SmackDown show. This is Sean Ross Sap. Uh, I am helping out kate right now as she is muted man this show without me what would you guys do how is this falling apart (laughs) we got alexis cardoza here alexis how you doing i'm doing great i'm so sorry and i apologize for the host of the show as i'm co-hosting the co here with you yeah so as i had mentioned uh on the big shows i'll pop up and do some inside stuff uh kate's audio just is not functioning right now i think she should uh uh, but yeah her mic is not connected it says so there you go that one might help if she were to do that but uh (laughs) right down the tube msg great granddaddy of them all as far of arenas and here we are kicking this show off send in your super chat send in your humper chats please leave a thumbs up on this video we would greatly appreciate it uh also Please subscribe. We are less than 5,000 subscribers away from 100,000. I so badly want to get there this year. It would mean an awful lot, but. uh, (laughs) You will. I mean, that plaque's going to look really nice back there, by the way. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Who who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they'll just say, no, you can't get it until you fix your audio problems. Kate, how you doing? 
I'm doing just great. How are how are you doing, Sean? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kate. I'm doing good. I'm it's, doing very good. It's these intro attempts, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. That must be it. Uh, we, we already got the, the plugs for the super chats, the humper chats out of the way. Now what I'd like to do is show you guys my impersonation of Kate's internet. You're actually giving it way too much credit. Like way too much credit. And I've always had internet issues, but they got a lot worse when you started coming back Whoa, around. Yeah, wow. Um, right. Should I leave the room? I don't I don't know what's happening right now. Duking it out. Duking I'm gonna get caught out. in a crossfire here with a drop kick to the tooth. Look. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, but uh, getting your super chats, getting your humper chats. I am here answering them at the top of the show. We had a major segment, obviously, but uh, a lot of the talk at tonight's show was Vince McMahon being backstage. And, you know, I dealt with the weirdos that are like, well, I just assume he's there. I don't get to assume. Sorry. Uh, he's at less than 10% of the show. So we report whenever uh, he is there. He was there. We had also reported FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, uh, even if you guys don't care about wrestling news. That's a great way to support directly what we do here, support our independent coverage of pro wrestling. Uh, we are not supported by uh, media, a, a large media outlet or anything like that, so it is all publicly funded. We would reported this week on FightfulSelect.com that Triple H was not at Monday Night Raw. However... He was due back at SmackDown. He was there tonight. He was in the gorilla position chair, uh, as is tradition. Vince McMahon was back. He was in his office. He's, he's pretty much running the show now, though. Um, a lot of positivity I heard for how the Bloodline segment played out, but it did go long. It did cause a lot of changes throughout the show. Uh, there were things that you could notice at when you're watching, like people not getting entrances. Things that seemed very abrupt were going down. I'm told carrying cross is fine, by the way, for people that were asking uh, about his injury. Um, before the show, L.A. Knight beat up Hit Row. Zelina defeated Lacey Evans. Not having L.A. Knight pop up on, like, I, I don't get it. I do not understand it, but they did have him on a dark segment. There was some discussion backstage about SmackDown's number possibly being down a little bit because there's a DirecTV Next Star carriage issue right now that prevents uh, Fox from being shown in some markets. Uh, so, I mean, th there's that as well. Another thing that was discussed, Grayson Waller was getting a lot of high, high marks for his performance in the Cena segment and immediately following the first Edge segment, which I thought for sure that was going to go to a swerve and not have a match, but it happened. Uh, John Cena's merch is flying off the shelves, as is to be predicted. Uh, we'll have more on merch sales uh, in, in the coming, probably coming week for WWE as I get some more info on it. A couple of notes. This is Edge outside of his world title tournament match that he had earlier this year. First time wrestling on SmackDown since September 2021. And EO Sky will now become the first woman since Carmella to hold the Money in the Bank briefcase longer than a week. Longer than a week. Everybody else cashes it in within a day. Uh, I'm hearing nothing about Bray Wyatt for those asking, but Vicky says for Alexis, this is the no seeing zone. Fightful. Michael says, go women. Well, this is very clearly one for me. As is Obviously. this, Ricardo 
saying for sour Kate, I support women. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, KE775 says, did the bloodline pretty much kneecap the AJ cross match in the women's segment? Sort of, but Vince, Vince has been cutting stuff from the carrying cross segments for quite a while from what I understand. But here's my dude, Justin McCucci. The bloodline. Uh, uh, get it. <laughs> the bloodline segments keep me glued to the TV. Waller with a massive rev. Whoa. Listen, listen. I don't want to throw to our Bluetooth read this hold early. On, hold on, hold on, listen, my God. Listen, listen, if you're trying to get Justin my coochie and you're tired of that massive rub, you should check out my friends at bluechew.com and use the code Fightful. Bluechew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Whether you're main event, tribal chief, or a jobber, getting that jobber entrance in a rush, well, let me tell you, Blue Chew is chewable, so it gets right into your system, whether you're ready or not. Maybe you need that extra motivation, that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew has you covered, but I'll tell you what's great about it. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting line at the pharmacy. That's because when you're approved online by one of their online physicians, it ships safely, discreetly to your door, and you get your first shipment free, just pay $5 shipping. Are you afraid you're going to get a little time cut off of your segment? Blue Chew and the Code Fightful is here to help. You're going to feel like your main event in Madison Square Garden. Blue Chew and the Code Fightful. This is what I was trying to pull up. You come in here, you steal my internet, you steal my gimmicks. I hope they do have something big for him at SummerSlam. While I'm here, let's talk about that. LA Knight, not on this show. It seems like a major, like, womper doodle here to not have a guy who is as over as anybody on this show. You had mentioned merch sales, and from what I had read, he's like the third highest behind Roman and Cody, I think. Um, and I... I'm kind of perplexed why he wasn't on the show tonight and hasn't been set up for anything. I thought for sure after what happened with Sheamus, maybe we'd be setting up an LA Knight versus Austin Theory feud somehow, but uh, I'm equally as perplexed about that. So weird. Alexis? I've just been muted in uh, listening to poor Kate argue about everything that's been happening here, man. Mm -hmm. I, I feel bad for her a little bit. She does have great lipstick on, though, tonight. What about me? You always look great. I know I, I like, do. I, know I like I that do. you also walk into the frame when no one knows without pants on. That's my favorite part of this whole yeah. gimmick here. <laughs> yep, that's that's what I do ideally. Uh, guys, I've got a scoops thread up on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, also today, I posted news about the meeting that was supposed to happen between Triple H, Nick Khan, Vince McMahon. We had news that AEW was heading to Louisville this fall. Uh, we also had Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie with Wrestling Jeebus. I had my SRS Q&A show, Half an Hour of Mailbag. We had news on Big E, AEW Dynamite viewership, Gene Snitsky, Survivor Series. Wow. Uh, my gosh, SummerSlam matches. All this just today, $5 a month at FightfulSelect.com. 40 podcasts a month. 
and uh, probably over 100 wrestle, exclusive wrestling news stories. Last week, I was worried that being in London, it would slow down our output. We had over 25 news posts, and then 40 of our notes from select portions got picked up for articles from other websites. Nice. So we're the head of the wrestling news table here, and right now we're on threads as well. So go to threads.net, follow me at Sean Ross Sapp, and follow Fightful at Fightful online guys it was nice to swing by and say hi to you we love you thank you for coming by thanks sean hey guys now will my internet work when he goes away <laughs> that's usually what happens i don't know what the deal is but I, I have a feeling that for some reason your system there hates more than one extra stream running that's just being honest and i have nothing else running in the background that's i don't have anything else open it's just no. that optimum sucks yeah i mean <laughs> i pay for <sighs> one gig of internet and they give me none of it i'll tell you what but we are gonna talk about some smackdown today i'm not sean thank god <laughs> <laughs> let's get the right overlay up and running but guys please get into your super chats and your humper chats to talk about smackdown I think, um, you know, there's as sour as I could be. I really liked a lot of the Bloodline segment, but nothing happened in it. And it ate up a lot of the show. I felt like it really threw off the pace of the show tonight. But um, that is what we end up opening with here. I will run through it, but I wanted your thoughts on the show overall. Like, what were your thoughts on the, the two hours we got? An hour of it, which felt like it was devoted to the Bloodline. Some people could watch the bloodline the whole time. Not, not my bag in that regard. Like I like <clears> in ring action. That's my favorite thing about wrestling. So that's not like my favorite thing. But what were your thoughts on the the show overall tonight? Yeah, it, it, it after the bloodline, it just felt a little bit rushed, unfortunately. Um, at least in my eyes, uh, I don't know. I, I said this to you before. I don't know what's going to happen with the bloodline. And as good as it is right now, eventually it will have to come to an end. Like you can't, it's not going to last forever. Sorry. It just isn't. Um, so my question to you is like, what, what are we going to do? How do we end it? Is it going to get choked out to death? Like I know a lot of WWE storylines usually do get killed because of the longevity that they try to. And we've also been, you know, seen where they also get just get cut off. But that's not going to happen with the bloodline. We know this. Um, so, I mean, overall the show a little bit, a little bit fast paced, but it didn't really move anything. Did it? I mean, it, no, I, I mean, that's kind of my, my biggest complaint with it was we just didn't get a lot advancing for, especially with the bloodline for how much time this took up on the show. It certainly feels like we're going to be running back solo and Roman versus the Usos. My yeah. guess is that maybe we have solo turning, which would be a really interesting wrinkle in all of this, but for as much time as this got on the show, as and as as good as I thought it was, it just sucked up a lot of the oxygen. And you've got this U.S. title match after, and you've got Sheamus getting a jobber entrance. It just kind of takes out the fun for me. Very, very talk-heavy. No women's match on the show tonight, which, of course, wow, yeah. sucks. Um, and what they did with the women's segment, I'm just like, what are we doing with our women's champions right now, man? Like, Rhea had a great match on Monday versus Natty, and that was awesome to see. And I know she's been working banged up, but she's been working house shows. She could at least be squashing people and ripping through them. 
and Asuka feels like the least important woman in the entire segment that we got tonight. But we're going to start with the bloodline, and it is what you guys wanted to talk about the most, which is no surprise to me, some good stuff. Mr. Acosta saying the whole two hours could have been the bloodline. For me, it's I really liked what we got. It just took up a lot of oxygen, but I thought the segment was super entertaining and that they did a really good job with it. It just felt like for 40 minutes, 50 minutes maybe of television, 35 here and maybe 10 at the end, you're probably looking at all we kind of got was like a low blow and these guys being in the same place where they started. So that part's not for me, but I, I did feel like everything that they chose to do was executed super well. And there was some fun th- things that were in it. I just, I'm an in-ring gal and I'm a yeah. women's wrestling gal. So this is like, this wasn't going to be for me in that way, but I felt like for what they were attempting to do, it pre- went pretty well. Dream Ninja 77 saying the bloodline stuff was amazing. They sold me. I want Jada to throw in Roman. I don't know why he won't, but they got me hooked. I don't know if the answer is he won't. I think we have to find out what that's going to look like. Um, I don't, I think it might be a matter of when that happens, not if that happens. I really feel like it's the best way to pay tribute to the story if you aren't going to pull the trigger on Sami Zayn. Um, But maybe they're going to run back Cody and Roman this year. Who knows? But uh, right now I'm invested. Right now I'm intrigued to see where it goes. As much as I felt like things didn't advance tonight, that's okay. Like this, it did advance really recently, right? So like I have room and patience for it. Almost 45 minutes of nothing actually happening was was not ideal for me. But like I I do think I feel like they have a plan, and that makes me relieved because my biggest issues with WWE it feels like they don't have a plan. Um, and I like not knowing what the plan is. Like if you if it feels like you're in control of it and I don't know where it's going, that's the most captivating wrestling that you can have, right? But a lot of times in WWE, I'm like, I don't think they know what they're doing. And we're going to talk about right. some of those later. But uh, I I really hope it is Jay. Like, I feel like that would be kind of the ultimate payoff here. Wouldn't mind if it was Solo. I feel like it should be someone in the bloodline and it should be a transitional raid. Um, Darren Lloyd saying opening bloodline segment was longer than all three matches combined. That's not a good thing, in my opinion. That I agree with. I really liked a lot of what they did tonight it being so much longer than the in-ring, like, how are we not supposed to feel like Roman Reigns had a secondary title? You know what I mean? Like, just not not the best um, in that regard. But it was, a lot of people really liked it. Uh, but I, I'm i I'm more with you. I, I like seeing my, I like seeing the fellas fight and the gals. That's what I come here for. And we got none of the gals and hardly any of the fellas doing. So today, Taylor Cannon saying, love the bloodline and all, but they really have to open and close the show. That was the other thing, man. Like, to hit us over the head with it again at the end. Ay, ay, ay. Especially since I don't think the women got a match. No, they didn't. They got, like, a three-minute segment, and all they've done is made the champion look weak with that stuff. Uh, the Pro Wrestling Podcast saying, no Carlito, no likey. I, there were a lot of things that I thought, because it was MSG, I thought maybe, like, we did have more bloodline members come out or something, you know, like alumni come out to juice up the story just for this. When LT photo says awful show, just awful. But I'm with you. Cause that's what I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. I just, I I honestly thought being in New York, something special was going to happen tonight. Yeah. I thought that too. Um, For months before when Cody got in uh, and won the rumble and just started like kind of his reign. 
<clears throat> we were looking forward to July seventh, twenty twenty three, which is actually seven seven seven. If so it's a lucky lucky play on numbers. Number, I don't know if you guys yeah. knew this. Two plus two plus three, right? It's seven. So seven seven seven. I just went on a whole seven rant there. Don't okay. click this. Um, but anyway, um, old Dustin Rhodes, you got a seven rant. I love it. There you it. go. I thought <laughs> I thought maybe this was going to be a big show because of that. Honestly, oh man, it's it's it was such a letdown. Because yeah. I was looking forward to it being that New York show that yes. And okay, cool. Edge gave us a little bit of a speech and took us back memory lane. But that's something nostalgic that we're just always going to freaking fall in love with. And the bloodline stuff is pretty cool. You got a low blow out of it. I laughed my ass off because just the whole fact of him giving him the beads and just like, bam, I was like, yes. And then, you know, but you're right. It just, it fell a little bit flat. Unfortunately, I'm not happy with that. I wanted more. Yeah, I think the expectations with Madison Square Garden is is a high one, right? Like Big E cashing in, things like that, like yes. those major moments. But let's dive into the segment because the segment itself ruled. It just took up a lot of oxygen. So we will dive into that right now. But um, we open with a quick Money in the Bank recap. And as much as I feel like we open with Recap City, Roman got pinned <laughs> for the first time in three years. Like that is something you want to call attention to on your wrestling program. So that definitely makes sense. Um, Jimmy and Jay have mics and they come out. They're happy campers. They pin Roman Reigns, but they're, of course, interrupted by Paul Heyman, who has his bestie Solo Sokoa with him. Uh, Heyman says that in the, the trial tonight, he's going to be defending Roman. Jimmy and Jay want him to shut up, but the only person, Paul Heyman makes it very clear, who's allowed to tell him to shut up is Roman. Uh, which I kind of got a kick out of. It was like, hey, the only person who's allowed to be a big jerk to me is Roman Reigns. Solo eventually takes the mic and just stares the fellas down. That summons Roman to come out. We go to commercial. Uh, after commercial break, we have Roman entering to the You Got Pin chance, which was fantastic. He says, I may have gotten pinned, but I'm still the tribal chief. Super minor complaint about this because I really like the segment overall uh, outside of the length. My only thing with that is he's grasp grasping something that Jay specifically said last week he doesn't care about. He said, I don't want to beat the tribal team. Give that to Solo. I'm not interested in that. So Roman clinging to that was kind of him clinging to something that he didn't care about. So that was my only only complaint with that. But I think it was more a crowd reaction thing. And I think it was good that Roman leaned into it in that way. Um, but we dive into this trial. And Exhibit A is Roman berating the Usos and knocking out Paul Heyman with the Superman punch. This was so much fun. And Roman just kind of breaks down with this. He says, that isn't who he is. That's who he's forced to be. And I love that line. I thought that was so well done because that is him fulfilling the role of tribal chief. That's not the guy he is. That's the role he has to play. Love, 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 loved that. Um, he talks about how he made Evented Mania long before the rest of the bloodline did. And this is the thanks he gets. And he goes on this very tearful uh, rant about um, he doesn't want to do this anymore. Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens 
like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. He takes off the ceremonial lay, uh, takes the title off and falls to his knees. And just as Jay goes to touch him and like console him, big old low blow right to the penis. And if Sean hadn't done a Bluetooth read already, this is where mine probably would have stepped in. So he robbed me of my joy. Not here for that. But <laughs> after that, We've got Solo drilling Jay with a spinning Solo, uh, Roman wiping out Jimmy with a Superman punch. And you can still, there's like this this palpable disconnect and, and tension between Solo and Roman. And I think that's really important. And I think it might be where this story is eventually going. You've got Paul Heyman recovering the necklace and Roman and Solo standing over a fallen Jimmy and Jay and sending us to break. After the break, we see Jay and Jimmy getting stretchered out. Um, or Jay's with Jimmy, sorry, as he's getting stretchered out. Uh, and we get a recap of literally what just happened. So segment I thought was fantastic. The amount of time this took up. Oh boy, man. That was a, that was a lot of television time devoted to a, a trial where everybody ended up in the same positions that they were before it, but live crowd loved it. It was still really fun. I'm picking nets with this, and I, I don't like what it did to the rest of the show because it feels like a microcosm of what's happened with this company. It feels like all of the love and attention is put into the bloodline, and then everything else is just kind of there. So um, I don't I don't know. I, I felt like the segment was good, but at the sacrifice of the rest of the show, I don't know if I needed that. Um, what did you think of the segment itself? I know we talked kind of about our, our nitpicks with it already. Well, the segment itself was obviously um, good. There, there was, I mean, they're doing an incredible job of of putting these um, different segments together to keep us engaged, which definitely is doing. I mean, the 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 booze that Roman got when Jay and Jimmy were talking were were crushed with yays <laughs> and cheers. <laughs> When Roman's music hit, which was crazy, the crowd went nuts uh, as soon as he came out. I, I thought that it was very well put together. Uh, I, I was I wasn't sure where the whole like 
you know, court trial was going because there really wasn't a court trial. They showed exhibit A, I think, and that was it. Um, I know they've gone further in the past with court trials that they've done before. So I was expecting a little bit of that. (laughs) I was expecting the, you know, they're in New York. Of course. Yeah. You know, like. Law and order. Yeah. 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 So that that was, uh, again, some things that just were missing out of it. But other than that, it it just felt right. And you're 100 percent correct. Solo is a superstar without saying a damn word. That man, his mannerisms, his yells, his cries are just enough to get the crowd behind him. And the way he looked at the lay and just kind of like the crowd went nuts. I felt it. I had goosebumps just looking at it because I was like, what if maybe this is this is the, the the turning point? What if this is the big moment here at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Boo, it didn't happen, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a nice table setter in that regard. Like so I think you good. could see that at SummerSlam or, or something. I think that could be the next step that we are headed towards with this Bloodline story. So some really, really good stuff. And I really loved Roman talking about like, that's not who I am. That's who I have to be. And I never wanted to be this. And he was doing this for the Bloodline so good, because he yeah. was already a main eventer. Like all that stuff felt great. He's getting ready to go to Hollywood with those acting chops and they are yeah. working out. He's got this down. Really, really good stuff with all He of cried. That. I cried with him. Yeah, it was really emotional. Look at the thumbnail of, of this very stream, man. Like, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. So good stuff overall. Uh, I just wish it hadn't kind of thrown the pacing of the rest of the show off. And I didn't need a closing segment that negated this. I, I feel like they could have maybe worked this into, to, if you're going to eat up this much time, like if the idea is that they're going to close with, the Usos having the upper hand, I feel like you could have accomplished something in, in one segment here. And I don't know, had a freaking women's match, but that's just <laughs> me. That's just you though, Kate. Come on. <sighs> Nobody else is talking about that. It was a bummer. <laughs> a bummer. It really was. But at but- least we didn't get Lacey Evans getting beat on television. <laughs> Shout out to TK on the chat who had mentioned, I know someone in, in, in here who's a big fan of Lacey Evans. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, yeah, she's kind of gone back into oblivion after her match. Oh with yeah, Scarlett. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But we move along to our U.S. title match between Austin Theory and Sheamus, and uh, this was kind of a bummer because Sheamus got that jobber entrance, and you could tell the rest of the show was thrown off. This had two commercial breaks, right? Like this was not. Yeah. It didn't feel as important as it probably should have for a U.S. title match at Madison Square Garden. Like, that should be a big deal, and it just didn't feel like one. Um, Cutting to the ending, we do get shenanigans, as expected, with Pretty Deadly and the rest of the Brawling Brutes. Uh, This ends with Kit Wilson on the apron eating a bro kick, which allows Theory to win with a schoolboy woof with these finishes (laughs) for Austin Theory. He grabs the tights for leverage to pick up the pin. I was like, yeah, Vince is there tonight. Austin Theory just won with the schoolboy. Story tracks. Uh, You know, I think they're doing a disservice to Austin Theory with these finishes. And I think they're really doing a disservice and putting him in back-to-back segments with Grayson Waller. Because Grayson Waller is out kicking the coverage on this archetype. Yeah. um, Which is, putting them back-to-back makes that a little bit 
it makes your champion feel very vulnerable. He won with a rolling drop kick last week. Wasn't a convincing one. Um, he wins here with a schoolboy. Like I, I'm just, he's not a viable champion in that regard. And that bums me out. And the fact that this match got thrown to commercial twice, it's hard for me to get invested. Yeah, in it. right, right. And Sheamus isn't even getting an entrance. You can tell me that Austin Theory is retaining right away. I think you got to go back to the drawing board with this guy. He's really good in the ring. He's fantastic in the ring. Uh, this character isn't clicking. And you have someone who is running away with this archetype right now, who we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but I just feel like you got to you gotta have LA Knight come out and take the title off this guy at this point. LA Knight is white hot. The fact he wasn't on the show tonight is absurd. He's, I think, the third highest merch seller behind Roman and Cody, if I read the report correctly. He's selling more merch than the NWO and Steve Austin, I think. Come on, man. Give this guy a shot. Like, not sure why he's not on the shows, but uh, I, I feel like him, if you're not going to give him money in the bank, that U.S. title really needs a refresher. Him, as a proper face, taking that off of Austin Theory makes a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. Sheamus, great here. Um, you could run back some three on three stuff, but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe we just move along from this, but I just feel like the commercial breaks tonight and these weak finishes with Austin theory don't make him feel like a chicken shit heel. They just make him feel like a weak champion. What were your thoughts on the match that we got today? Unfortunately for poor Seamus, that was just, I'm sorry. I, I mean, you guys know I don't curse here on the show because I don't like it, but it's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> just, just put it, there's no other way to put it. And when you, when you talk about Austin Theory and you talk about the incredible talent that he is and we've, the maturation of Austin Theory uh, in general through the last year and a half that I've been here with you, Kate, it's incredible. And unfortunately, we're seeing such a bad booking decline for him. That he's going to have to go back to the drawing board. So if you do put it on LA Knight, I think the U.S. title in LA, LA Knight's hands will not only elevate the title, but it'll be the segments are going to be dope every week. Um, he's going to make it seem special. He's going to make every fight um, seem important, you know? Yes. Um, and this is unless they decide to bring... <laughs> You know, someone like a Bray Wyatt bag, and then you have him fight him again, which I don't I don't think that'll happen, but um I think no, I feel you, like Bray Wyatt A has been out for medical reasons, so we don't right, know yeah, what yeah, the yeah. deal is with him, but, but I, I think, think that's a good starting point. If you had a feud with him, maybe after because that just kind of just ended, right? But I don't know. It did, but Bray Wyatt being near a title has always been my issue with Bray Wyatt. I know every, like, every, that guy I think need everyone. One. Correct. Yeah. So I, I feel like keep him away from that. I don't know if that's something you want to revisit. I don't know if anybody was like, oh, sick. Let's no, uh, run of, that of back. <laughs> no, of course. No, we think like that, but they sure. don't. Okay, yeah. so that's the difference. We've sat here on this very show and talked about th certain things like this where things don't, don't make sense for us here and shouldn't be happening on our televisions. And yet for them there, it's, it's happening. And, and they're now showing a track record where they're really, really connecting their, their universes where something that happened seven years ago with Finn is being, you know, reconstructed back with that Seth I Rollins. Love. That's the best. Yes. Yeah. So they've been doing that as of late, plugging different things that were happening in the past with new ones. So is it something that maybe they, they think they can recapture with, with him and whomever? I don't know. But I know that putting the title on LA Knight soon is going to be a big deal. Yeah, they've got a... 
I feel like if he's not holding the money in the bank briefcase, and so many people were like, oh, he doesn't need it. I'm like, Damien Priest doesn't need it because it's going to get used as a device, I think, Correct, to, yes. to break up Judgment Day. And yes. you can break up Judgment Day without doing that. Nobody really technically needs it. Uh, someone asked me what I would do with it, and I would put Jimmy over, or I'm sorry, I would put Jay over Roman, and I would have LA Knight cash in on a newly minted Jay, and Jay lose his mind about the fact that he already can't be like tribal chief like oh yeah that and he just has this insane downfall um after all this kind of build that doesn't have to be immediate but like i think there's some fun things you could do there you could also have him cash in on seth rollins those two guys on the mic any day of the week. can i add um, one more thing to this paper. to this conversation about this match before we move on is the the fact that we have alluded ourselves to 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 talking about something fantasy book things outside of this poor match that they were just put on television for us. Instead of us concentrating on what could have been a great match between Sheamus and Austin Theory, because Sheamus is crazy good, Austin Theory is crazy good, we are actually deflecting and kind of already kind of fantasy booking what we would do if we would take it off of, of Theory. And it's it sad. It's, it sucks, because I like them both. As do I. I feel like part of this for me is like, from the beginning... It was a little bit like I wasn't bought in because I'm so bought in on the idea of Seamus finally winning that IC title. I don't know if that's going to happen with Gunther. I think there's a few ways you could go. I think Cody finishing that story would be great. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things they could do with the IC title that wouldn't necessarily involve Seamus. One of them might involve Drew. Seamus yeah. eventually winning it from Drew also ain't a bad call. Uh, but to me, I'm like, oh, Seamus, like all my emotional investment for him is in this other title on the other show. Um, and if you have a job or entrance and throw this into commercial break twice, like I'm probably thinking he doesn't have a shot in hell and going over. Right. <laughs> like so. So the match itself got kind of halted by that. But you're right in that we shouldn't be looking at a champion who they see as a guy of the future who's really good in the ring and being like, who's going to take it off this guy? I know. Now, yeah. I also do that with Orange Cassidy, who I think is having a yes. great title reign, but I think it might be winding down soon. So I'm starting to play with options in my head that way. But I agree. Um, we'll, we'll have to see what's in store here. But I, I feel like Austin Theory's... Um, Days are numbered. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the title reign for sure. But I just feel like... They, they want us to buy into him as a champion super hard and he keeps winning in these cowardly ways and they're not they're not particularly clever they're just they make him look kind of kind of weaker and it's not there's also um, no stories with him there's also no stories yeah, with yeah, him there you, hasn't you, been. so you had a, an incredible segment with you know that could have been with with uh John Cena and that just obviously because John Cena is not WWE full timer at all not even yeah. part timer he says okay I'm I'm around how many you know I'm I'm here. I'll, I'll I'll do this for you. A timer, I call it. But yeah, it's it's a little tricky too because I I've said a couple times like I feel like John Cena annihilated him, but he didn't like ever fully recovered. Like came back with uh, bald yeah. spot jokes, and it never never really like came came back out. But but we'll move along to someone who I think is actually killing it with this archetype, Grayson Waller, who I think is doing really well at the gate here. I think he did well with John Cena in a segment where he was put in a really big spot with a big time player pretty immediately. Uh, and he has edge here tonight. We finally get to see the in-ring debut of Grayson Waller, which is also great because he's medically cleared. 
I had a lot of complaints about Grayson Waller on NXT. Most of them were not about him. They were about his booking right? and how the promos they would give him were lies in comparison to his booking. He's like, I'm the number one guy around here. And we were like, you lose all the time. Uh, so we had all a lot of complaints time. there. And also he has a finisher where he has to leave the ring to come back in the ring. So that's not great. But and he's a um, big kid. He's a bit. He's a big dude. He's a big kid, so it's harder. Like I'm six foot five. It's hard for me to do certain things, and he is. You can tell he's a big dude, and for him to get all those parts moving, <laughs> it's like that train is not going to end well. Sometimes, you know. It's um, it's interesting because I feel like I already like main roster Grayson Waller better than I liked NXT Grayson Waller, and he hasn't. This was the first time he wrestled, right? So sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I think. Uh, I think that's that's both good and bad because if they can get the booking right with him out the gate, I think they have what they were hoping from. And I, I hate to pull comparisons, but they're so similar in character. Like what they were aiming for with Austin Theory, I think they're getting at a Grayson Waller. Yeah. And I think Austin Theory is perfectly capable of finding a different lane. And I think that'll be really, really good for him. But we have the Grayson Waller effect. Um he did some really funny stuff on social media. If you go to WWE social, he was like recapping his day in Manhattan and yeah. uh, talking about how this is stupid. Why don't they just number all the streets and stuff like very, very <laughs> funny stuff. He was a, a really fun little vlog there. Uh, but we have Waller saying he hasn't even had a match yet. And here he is in Madison square garden. Must be everybody is stunned by his good looks. And we get edge coming out here. Waller says they're here to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Edge's career. And in this segment, just keeps prompting him to announce his retirement, which I thought was a, a pretty cute and clever thing to do to get under someone's skin. And uh, just a fun little heel thing of just like, yeah, you're done though, right? Like it's a, a good way to go about things. Edge giving credit to the fans in New York City, talking about <laughs> how his first pay-per-view was SummerSlam of 98. And I, I just loved Waller needling him with this retirement stuff. And Edge kind of says, look, I'm not doing that. He said, you stood eye to eye with John Cena. Let's see how you do in the ring tonight with Edge. Much like Sean said at the beginning of the show, I thought for sure they were going to have a swerve, that they were going to try and find a way out of it. I kind of just assumed at this point, because Grayson Waller has been injured and, and recovering, that his debut might have been at SummerSlam or like right. a big, big spot. But I like what we got here tonight. We'll talk about the match in a little bit. But what did you think of what we got from Grayson Waller here? I, you know, <clears throat> you you smartened me up to him uh, at a, you know, with the whole NXT pay per view uh, a couple months ago. <clears throat> we kept on, you kept on talking really highly about him. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Let me check this guy out, just like I did with everyone else that night. <laughs> Spooky witches. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> And Grayson could talk, he can walk, and hell, he could even run with the way he he was up there with Edge today. Now, let's let's put this in this perspective. Grayson Waller just had his first main roster match in Madison Square Garden against 25-year veteran uh, Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge. Holy shit moment in his life. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know if he's thinking that, but... I would have been so nervous and I, I know I'm not a professional wrestler, so I know he wasn't, or maybe I'm just talking for him, but let's just put it into perspective that edge who is pushing up there in age, trusted his body with Grayson and it was good. 
The match was, was really great. Good. The ending was great. He's like, hey, you swam or whatever. You didn't swim. And he throws the mag at him, but we'll talk about that later. And, you know, so I enjoyed this segment a lot because as he was trying to poke at the fact that he was going to retire, it had me thinking, wait a second, is Edge really going to come out here and kind of start, start saying his swan song? Like, hey, this is one of my many matches because it's coming to an end. Like those things started playing in my mind and Edge kind of just like, you know, kicked that thought out and and uh and really put a well segment together with this kid man like he has it it was it was a really great showing for grayson waller and i felt like edge was very selfless in what he gave him to grayson waller was in charge for a lot of this match and we'll talk about that match in a little bit but right now we do this for some reason (laughs) (laughs) we have aj styles and meet in Versus carrying cross with Scarlet. AJ just <laughs> wins with a phenomenal forearm. That's it. The gals squabble on the outside. This was like, I don't know, three minutes long. Oh and my God. It was such a short match, and it was and AJ just won with a phenomenal forearm. Like it was I guess because Meechin equalized Scarlet or whatever, but this was definitely cut short because of the bloodline stuff. And it was pretty anticlimactic like pretty Yo. uneventful man i don't even there's not a ton to talk about here because there wasn't a ton of a match man three minutes bro let me tell you son <laughs> i've gone longer Wishu.com code fightful if you want your match to last longer than three minutes <laughs> let's go that's so bad. Um, we continue to say this day in and day out. I hope I didn't interrupt you if you had a thought. No. It's just what a thoughts? Gu- what match was damn this? fact that poor, poor, uh, what do you call it? Carrying Cross is just, <laughs> what are we doing with the man? He's out there like foaming at the mouth in the corner of the ring. I, I turned around, made a coffee, came back, ding, 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 match was over. And like, not for nothing. Also, AJ freaking Styles, a Mount Rushmore level wrestler, just waiting with a phenomenal forearm here. Uh, you know, and it's not even like Sean was in the audience, so Michin didn't have anybody to flick off. <laughs> it was just, uh, it, it. All I can say is that it happened. There's not a lot to analyze here because <sighs> that's all this was. I'm sure they're gonna run it back, but off of with what juice with like (laughs) what juice (laughs) man oh man not great not great but we've got some super chats and humper chats that came in from you guys about all sorts of stuff on the show thank you so much for being supportive i'm torch said dang what are they doing with montez and doc yeah they are two that they need to get back on track in a hurry if not give montez if you're if you're not going to do la night which you absolutely should for this u.s title picture montez is the guy to take it off of Austin Theory and just let him have a solo run. Dawkins can also have a solo run, but like you gotta capitalize on what Montez is giving you. I don't know if there's injuries there. I think Montez was, uh, I don't know if he was like hurt, hurt, or if he was banged up. I, I think he had uh, kind of, kind of hurt, work, was working hurt a little bit. So maybe he's just healing up. I'm very interested in the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn program against the sure. Street Profits, like an extended one. I, because I like to emotionally hurt myself, I guess. I watched Johnny Gargano's entrance 
from when he returned today when he was in Canada. And the way the crowd erupted, and that was such an actual surprise moment because everyone, he assumed he was going to come back in Cleveland and he didn't. He came back in Canada. Um, if they don't give me DIY versus mm. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens with how paralleled their trajectories are and their histories, um, it's going to make me real sad because like it's sitting right there and it's such it's such a home run. And if they go with the swing and a miss, I'm going to be devastated because I'll tell you what, a Johnny Gargano U.S. title run, if you're not going to pair up Gargano and Ciampa, very much intrigues me. Uh, I don't know why this guy isn't on television, but with Montez and Dawkins, it's almost like they don't know which way they want to go. And so they're going in no direction. So oh, yeah. they got they got to get both those guys on TV. I've said over and over again, I think Angelo Dawkins is one of the most improved wrestlers over the past 18 months or so. Him and Tiffany Stratton were like my, my most improved wrestlers of the year last year. Montez is obviously a star in every facet of what he does. Man, I just like, I, I don't know. I agree with you. They were drafted super high to SmackDown too. In the draft, I know it doesn't mean anything, but to me it means that they at least position them as top talent, right? We've in said that this. And yeah, we said that we say this every time on the show. <clears throat> we have these these people like with the draft. We we mentioned it during the draft show. They get drafted. What happens? Where what have they been doing? I understand injuries happen, things you know occur, but damn. When you're hurt, you can still talk. I think you can still do a little segment. You can still freaking build something. Yeah. And it just feels like as of late, man, it's just, it's like, you know, we talk, they talk a lot about the Vince Russo era being crash television, right? Where just things just happen, right? And people are like in a bathroom hitting each other with tampons or something. You know, here with this, it, this is a little bit not like that, but they're just Things start and then they just end or they don't talk about it no more. People just disappear. I Like you mentioned, I do want to see KO um, and Sammy in a long-term feud of some type. As of late, they've just been throwing opponents at them. Not even just throwing opponents at them. Like they keep serving like Matt Riddle and stuff. Yeah, like, that why too. are you constantly yeah, yes. serving Cody Rhodes yes. or Matt Riddle? Like let them step out in their own as champions. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a big big with you though. My God, Kevin Owens, like his his clamping down on WWE tropes is just the greatest thing ever. But <laughs> it's I'm Kevin Owens is just he's perpetually over in this household. I'll tell you what. But we move along to this women's segment. This is the only segment on the show, and it's hot garbage. Sorry. This I'm going to stand back and let you dissect this second No one is ready second. for Asuka, and the most thrown-off people that are not ready for Asuka is WWE booking when this woman has a title. She's one of the best <laughs> women's wrestlers in the freaking world. This whole run has been so over. Everything has worked about the character. It is connected with the audience. She was getting monster reactions, and they have now made her feel like the fifth most important woman on SmackDown. This is hot garbage. Asuka comes out. Nobody's ready for Asuka. Bianca interrupts, and they just immediately start fighting. Then Bianca and Charlotte have a fight on the ringside, and Io shows up with her briefcase. And Bailey's here, and they attack Asuka. And Bailey hits a rose plant, and then Io with a moonsault. But Bianca attacks Bailey before it can get cashed in. 
Charlotte Budio, and Asuka leaves with her title. You have made your women's champion look so weak for no reason. Rhea hasn't looked great. I know she's been working banged up, but she's healthy enough to be working house shows. Killed it with Natalia last week. She could still be ripping through people. What are you doing with both of your women's champions and two women's champions whose reigns you missed on before already? You screwed it up with Asuka during the pandemic. You screwed it up with Rhea last time. Just give these women something. They are two of the most badass women in all of wrestling. They're two of the best performers. Everything was working with Asuka about this. Rhea Ripley is over like Rover, and you've made her feel like Dominic's side piece. Thank God Becky called that out on oh, Raw. Shit. It is awful. And this is the only segment the women got. They got zero matches, and you just spilled a box of women from know, the man. back locker room and were like, hey, go out there and have a melo. Boring, boring, bad. Asuka deserves so much more than to feel like the fifth most important person in this segment when she's the freaking champion. I think we're probably getting EO versus Asuka in a proper match and Bailey costs her. And that's when damage control is finally, finally splitting up. I'm guessing maybe Dakota's coming back in that some way. And then maybe Asuka gets to retain her title. They keep teasing the fact that the women's money in the bank, like cash in, has never gone the wrong way, even though it's only been like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 24 hours held other than Carmela's, which they also like to just ignore for some reason. <laughs> um, this was just terrible. It's so disappointing. I don't know what you aren't doing with these women's champions. I hated everything about this. I love, I love literally all of the women involved. I think all of them are phenomenal. Oh uh, yeah. And they did nothing with this. Woof. Any First thought? of all, shout out, shout out to, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to, I think you put it beautifully. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch on what you said, because unfortunately for me, um, seeing someone like Asuka, who is just a powerhouse, just, uh, I don't want to see her in street clothes. I want her to come out and just kill people. Um, yeah. Secondly, um, pretty cool. I don't think this probably has ever happened in the history of the WWE, but it's pretty cool to see. Um, to uh women J japanese women at, at the sure. forefront you have oscar yosuke who's holding the the briefcase uh for a record two days or whatever it is now <laughs> um a full week is the second oh, longest week. one yes, of yes. all time i only count days i see them on television i apologize everyone <laughs> <laughs> but, and in this case i probably won't see her again for a while um but yeah, romans man. romans reign would be like 
20 days that in your world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, it's that to me out of this whole fiasco that just happened. I think that's where I'm like, you got to, you know, uh, people of color. Okay. And, and, and that includes, you know, uh, Asian descent as well. Like it's always, they've always been part of that. Um, so it's just cool to see them, Bianca and them just kind of fight it out. I, I can do without Charlotte. I mean, you could throw, um, Bailey in there. Why not? She's, she's such a strong asset to have. Um, especially with, with, okay. Before I finish the sentence, were you not thinking when she took that briefcase away from EO that she was going to do something weird? Like maybe I think hold... we were supposed to because okay. like they both cost each other the match at Money in the Bank, and it's yeah. annoying to me that they're still together because one of them handcuffed them to a freaking in my, ladder. In my head, I said to myself, "Oh man, her, she's gonna I... hold on to this briefcase and she's not gonna give it to the ref. Like she's gonna keep on looking back, like saying, you sure, you sure, you sure,' and then get blasted by uh, by Charlotte or whoever joint you know jumps in the ring." Um, or I thought I thought hit Eo with it. And walk out with the briefcase yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. Something yeah. nefarious. But I think Bailey is good at this and was trying to get us to buy into that idea. And sure. this, again, was another moment in my head where I thought, Madison Square Garden, big venue, let's try something cool and new and progress stories. Because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we only got five months left before the year's over. And then we start WrestleMania season all over again. So we got to start planting seeds. And right now we got SummerSlam in a couple of weeks. And there's a toss-up in the air of like, what's happening? Agreed. Taylor Cameron. Women, where are they? Where are the gals? Why aren't they wrestling? <laughs> Taylor Cannon said, Kate, you rule. You're speaking nothing but facts. Quite literally, I am speaking opinions, but I think they are they're they are justified ones. So thank you. Thank you. Opinions. For they're fakinions. They're opinions and fake. Yeah, I'm gonna make a shirt out of that. Pro wrestling tees. It's really Brian says, what a waste of a show. And MSG, I never <laughs> cared about Roman or the Usos. Wow. I do. Tell so me I, how you really feel, please, on that one. Yeah. It's really Brian is really wow. not happy about this. But I hope when I'm at SmackDown in two weeks, it's not bogged down with this BS. I'd rather watch Alex and Kate, Buddy Cop, show Clavicle and Bangs. Oh, Clavicle and Bangs would be Listen. so good. I don't know what show you're going to get in two weeks. I don't know if Vince is going to show up. I don't know if it's going to be 90 minutes of the bloodline and Oscar's going to just come out and wave at the crowd. I don't know what's going to happen for you in two weeks, but I can promise you this. <laughs> All right. This fella and me, we got your back. We got your clavicle. We got your bangs. We're here for you. Oh, that was nasty. The way. Was Regardless. <laughs> so there you go. No Hispanics on the show today. I'm so pissed. You know what? Also, Bailey, about Bailey's to- Mexican. Yeah, I was going to say Bailey is, Miss um, Pamela Martinez. Uh, it feels like the special MSG thing would have been to do what they did with Cody and Brock on Monday. Because it's Cody and MSG. And you don't want to do an hour of Bloodline stuff or 45 minutes of Bloodline stuff and have that with Cody. So you're not going to smush that together. But um, I do... Well, can I Cody feel like that would have been like that. That would have been the... Everybody flip-flops, man. Carmelo Hayes was backstage tonight, and he's on oh. Raw and NXT. Like, I believe in the clear battle lines that they have set, damn it. You okay? do. They don't. Because, uh, because he did, he, uh, Cody Rhodes, put out his little calendar of places that he's going to be, 
And for some reason, he has SmackDown next week on there, which is here in University of North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Run into Kenny Omega while you're there. Uh, Yeah, it it feels like if you're going for like the heartstrings thing, this would have been a a Cody thing. Yeah. But the the live crowd loved what was going on with Roman. Loved what was going on with Roman. So I'm not saying that's what they should have done. I'm just saying like the inherent sentimental thing is Cody and, and Madison Square Garden. But we move on to what was the non-bloodline highlight of the night, probably. You've got Edge and Grayson Waller and what was the longest match on the card by a mile. Uh, I think, right? That was longer. As I'm saying that, I'm like, did Austin Theory and Sheamus go longer? And it was just in commercial for so much, but I don't remember. I don't know. But it was the most effective match by a mile. I'll say it that way. Waller uh, hits a rolling stunner attempt, but Edge intercepts with a spear and wins. Lots to like in this. Edge looking for a superplex, but Grayson Waller tossing him with a gourd buster from the middle rope and walking walks the middle rope. Love, 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 loved that. So much of this match was him targeting Edge's neck too, which I thought was so great. Like it's just good to see wrestlers doing that, keeping that mentality of um, I know this guy's weakness. I'm a heel. Why don't I? I don't know. Go and exploit that. Um, I, I think there's a lot to like from what Grayson Waller gave us tonight. I thought edge was very selfless. Grayson Waller was in control for a lot of this match. Edge really had to be opportunistic in the places where he could find pinfalls. Like he, he really had to struggle to kind of find ways to win here because Grayson Waller is young and rising and talented. And he made him look like a big deal in his debut match, which is exactly what you want in this situation. I loved this. I I love seeing, Veterans like Edge give so much to to new guys. As you said, it's a huge moment. He's debuting in Madison Square Garden. That's a really, really big deal. Um, I and I thought he he looked like he belonged there tonight. It was really refreshing to see. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. And as long as they keep him from having a finisher where he has to leave the ring to come back in the ring to do it, which will forever be a pet peeve of mine. Cause it's like it's kind of like the 619. Where you're like, come hmm. on, I, you have to be set up exactly perfectly every time for me to win it. Um, but I I think there was a lot to like here. What did you think of this match? Yeah, like I mentioned before, I think it was really cool to see, um, you know, Waller being at Madison Square Garden. This is a moment he'll always remember. And for the longevity that he stays in WWE, this is going to be part of his packages like it, it's just freaking cool like you know you're gonna have edge when he finally retires you're gonna have that notch on your belt um he's an incredible talent if this is what we're gonna get out of waller for the foreseeable future in the main roster i'm ready um i'm ready for him and i just hope and pray that he doesn't get the austin theory treatment and they write a certain way for him in a good way hopefully he already looks more comfortable in this to me so i'm a little bit more optimistic and the fact that he they had him debut against edge sure i think is a is a lot uh, and like he's a, a lot of a lot of optimism around him which i think is good so and he's crossed. also not not he's so good on the mic he does doesn't look like he needs any help he doesn't look like he's reading off a of cue cards he's just having a good time and I think that is the number one killer for, I guess, any new talent that comes up is just being able to keep up with the pace that is 
a live event like a SmackDown or Raw. There's a really fun story um, that I don't think they're going to do. Because I, I think I think what's going on on Raw with Riddle and Drew and Imperium is calling for a Randy Orton comeback. And you're going to have three mm. on three, Imperium versus RK Bro and Drew. And then you probably have Drew turn. I think it's, it's a good time for Drew to turn heel. He can be mad because... You know, he had this triple threat for the IC title already. There's a lot of good stuff that you can do there. But there's something really fun about Grayson Waller coming in hot, toe-to-toe yeah. with John Cena, toe-to-toe with Edge, and Randy Orton being like, I was a legend killer because I actually beat a bunch of people when I went up against legends. And you have this Grayson Waller-Randy Orton feud about, like, Randy Orton actually beat all these guys when he was going after legends and Grayson Waller thinks it's cute that he can play in the same league as them. Like there's, there's a lot of money to be made and a face Randy Orton acting that way against Grayson Waller. But I think they'll probably do what, what I'm, I'm thinking on raw, which I, I don't think is a bad idea either. I would actually love it. Uh, Ricardo huh. Notorio saying Waller's <laughs> outside in rolling stunner is lame. It is. It's, it's not, um, it, it, if you were trying to win a wrestling match in that moment, that's not a realistic thing that you would do. You would not leave the ring to come back into the ring to do it. Um, right. I it's it just takes a little of the believability out for me. And he has a lot of other really good moves that he could use as finishers. He has a pretty deep toolbox. So if he could just use a different finisher, I'd be a happy gal. And that would have been a great segue for Blue True as well. Yes, it would have. Yes, you're it doing would've. good. You're good at this. I'm just here thinking about it out loud. <laughs> so for you saying I was at SmackDown tonight, and man, that was oh. so much fun. Plus, I ran. Oh, this is so cool! I ran into Finn on the block of my house this morning. Wow! So you can say today was a good day. I'm assuming you live in Brooklyn because I know other people that have run into him in Brooklyn, and like, he's just such a regular. Like, I, I, a friend of mine ran into him at like a farmer's market. And he's like, you know, not the biggest dude in the world, too. So it's Correct. like, he's just so disarming in person is what I've heard. He's just like such a a sweet guy. Um, but we are going to talk about this closing segment with the bloodline. I don't Another have a rushed one. Uh, was it, though? Because it also felt completely like filler to me. Like, this was such a weird thing. I don't know even what to say about it, except that they brawled again and that you had the Uso standing tall this time, um, basically negating the 35 minutes that you had in the beginning. But I think this is to say, like, the Uso's got your number, right? Like, Jay's got Roman's number. He's coming after him. He's not going to let the beat down earlier in the night to sway him for what's coming around the corner. Shaq had 29 chiming in here. And saying, just wait, there will be a show that's almost all Bloodline and Cody to deliver a peak <laughs> cinema just for Reg. Oh, yes. God. Peak cinnamon, for sure. Peak Cinderella. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. This was, I don't, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, to me, it feels like we're probably leaning towards Solo turning on Roman, which is great. But I think this was just to make the Uso seem like we're not letting up just because you tried to dismantle us earlier in the show. And we well, are going to take the last 10 minutes about it to tell you that that's the case. Let me, let me put this out there for everyone who's watching right now, listening 50 years from now, whatever. There's one thing that WWE does well, 
and they will always do well even after I'm gone. It's anytime anyone gets stretchered out and taken out of the goddamn arena in a freaking ambulance, one, Michael Cole's uh, robot body will be saying, uh, we've been told that he's going to a medical facility <laughs> and we will get you news later on. And then as the show goes on, uh, he's in stable condition. And then the last part, because it's a three-part series, is <gasps> we're told that he is back in the building. That will always be a three-part series, an opening, middle, and end for a WWE act of someone getting stretchered out and put into a ambulance, ladies and gentlemen. They okay. will always come back. They will always get their comeback one way or another. It's just... It's it's just the rule. It's just the way the, the world it's the works. Yeah, it's it's written the in the WWE wrestling. handbook. Like I read it. Duh. <laughs> it was referred to as a hospital today, which was refreshing. I will take it. Oh, they called um, it a hospital. Well, Michael did. Damn Cole. Yeah. I cannot believe this. Breaking barriers. If he, if, <laughs> God, if twenty years from now there's an actual Michael Cole robot, I'll be. There you go. I'm gonna take all. He's the, so all the good people. when he is allowed to be. Um, he's really, really great on commentary when he is not so boxed in. I think that's been one of the more refreshing things of when Vince has stepped out. I hope it doesn't go too far the other way because he's really. You can tell though that he's he's. They've been drawing a box around him again, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's not as stringent as it was. But, yeah, yeah. But we are getting a little bit more of the canned responses. But you know 100%. what? One hundred percent. He's still one of the stronger ones on WWE announce table. So I will take it. But we do have <laughs> some love coming in about Rampage. Rampage gets covered now in your AEW Collision show briefly at the top. But we will run down the card for you. Spoiler City. Letting you know now. If you don't like spoilers. Oh my God. Don't listen. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Dark Order defeating the Elite. QTV with Harley Cameron still trying to get Anthony Bowen. And Johnny TV kicked into kicked an MP3 into a trash can. Wait, Johnny TV kicked an MP3 player into a trash can. That's amazing. Um, the blind tag tournament. Don't even get me started. The JAS defeat J Jeff Jarrett and Matt Hardy slash Team TNA. <laughs> oh my God, Team TNA! Team TNA attacked Hardy before All Ego made the save. Uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe video package. You know I'm going to be watching that. Sheeta defeating Marina Shafir. Good to see that she's getting some TV reps. And the Blind Tag Tournament. Big Bill and Brian Cage defeat Seidel and Trent running with a running Doomsday device. Mm. Whoa. All right. I'm going to have to watch that. Tom LaValle yeah, said that's this been... finisher from Big Bill and Cage ruled so hard. Nice. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They've been playing it on, on the Twitter machine uh, <clears throat> and on threads. Uh, I've been watching it over and over like Pretty good, pretty good spot. Awesome. I look forward to going back and watching that. Brad Cage feeling more important. Yeah. Have him drop the six man titles on our way if he's going to be on AEW, please. Uh, I am excited to check out Rampage, but that is our Madison Square Garden SmackDown episode for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. Another Friday in the books, ladies and gentlemen, live here from the Fightful Studios. Shout out to my internet for working whenever Sean leaves. <laughs> Story tracks. 
we do appreciate him joining at the top of the show. A lot yeah. going on this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. You've got your collision post show tomorrow. You've got Grapsity. I'm going to be doing an ROH watch along at 6 30 uh eastern standard time on fightful overbooked we're gonna do a watch along of cm punk and samoa joe's first ring of honor match before we get to see the joe and punk four at uh on collision so that's gonna be super fun tune into fightful overbooked at 6 30 eastern for that I'll also be out overbooked with joel for some reason doing kate and joel call it in the (laughs) ring on sunday but alex plug your shit I love you guys. That's all I got to say, man. Uh, you can obviously find me on the thing here that says uh, Alexis Cardoza underscore in the front on Twitter. You can now find me on the threads at Alexis Cardoza where, I mean, things are heating up in there. A lot of stuff happening. All right. And um, we got a lot of fun stuff happening on the outside world here with me. So just stay in touch. Keep up with me. You never oh, know. Yeah. You never know what's going to pop up, Kate. Kate, yeah, never know or who's going to. Yeah, I was going to say, you never know who some of those guests are going to be. Joel yelled at me and oh. us in the chat to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Overbooked right now. Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked and also subscribe to this channel. We are closing in on 100,000 subscribers yes. right here on this channel, which we thank you so much for your support. It's one of the best free ways to support us. Leave a thumbs up on the video to help find us in the algorithm. And of course, always paying us for those Humper Chats and Super Chats and those Fightful Select subscriptions. I'll plug my stuff too. I got the watch along tomorrow. I got Joel and Kate. Kate and Joel. I go in front of Joel. Uh, call it in the ring at 8 o'clock on Sunday. K before J, That's but right. not before A or something like that. <laughs> That's how the English language works. That's how it goes. Uh, I got Fightful Select on Mondays doing the Sour Grabs Raw post show. Tuesdays with the NXT main channel, Sour Grabs post show as well. Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast, talking all things elite. Thursdays doing the ROH for some reason and the Impact post show on Thursday nights on the main. And Fridays, of course, right here with the fella, Alex And all of you, thank you so much and have a wonderful and safe wrestling weekend. Eddie Kingston is your uh, New Japan Strong Open Weight Champion. We're out of here. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.